Amen, somebody. Hallelujah. Let's go to the book of Luke today. Chapter 10. Verse 25 through 37. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. This is a word for the house. Amen. A word for our hearts today. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. chapter 10 verses 25 through 37 and while you have it let us pray father in the name of Jesus we thank you bless your name for your word as we step aside and let you have the floor it's all about you father and Lord help this congregation and those that are listening by way of you stream not to see or hear me but to see you and to hear you Lord help me Lord that I don't put self before you Lord that it's all about you. And I thank you right now, Father, for this word. Thank you for everyone that's going to be touched. I thank you right now that everything that would try to stop this word from getting to these, your people, these, your people, has been moved out of the way so that your word can freely go to the hearer. We thank you for a transformation today. We thank you for change in our hearts and our minds and our souls. In Jesus' name we pray. Let everyone say amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. And also, once again, we praise God for those that are watching and listening by you stream today. Luke chapter 10, verse 25 through 37. And we ask if those that can stand, please stand in reverence to the reading of God's holy word. Verse 25 says, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit? eternal life. And he said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? He answering said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. He said unto him, Thou hast answered right. This do, and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment, and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. By chance there came down a certain priest that way, when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. When he saw him, he had compassion on him. Went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring in oil and wine, and set him on his own beast. Brought him to an inn, took care of him. And on the morrow, when he departed, he took out two pennies, gave them to the host, said unto him, Take care of him. Whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now of these three thinkest thou was neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said, he that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, go and do likewise. Let the church say amen. The topic that God has given me today that he wants to share with you is simply this. The evidence of love. The evidence of love. Just look at your neighbor and repeat it. Say, the evidence of love. You may be receded. You may be seated if you can. Thank you, Lord Jesus. How many of y'all know that love has evidence? <laughs> it has evidence. If we were to talk about 
the background a little bit here, we see that one thing about Jesus is that he loved everybody. Jesus was a friend to the sinners, friend to everybody. He ate and drank with people that the religious elite of his day would not. He loved the unlovely. Learning to love means that we have to learn to love like Jesus did. Jesus, even in the word, he says, let this mind, which is also in me, beware also in you. And so we come to this story here. And so we have a lawyer that stands up to test Jesus. And when he stands up to test him, he first asks, what must I do to gain eternal life? And Jesus, you know, he's, he's the coolest of cool. He looks at him and says, haven't you read? I'm quite sure, you know, some of the teachers in the building can attest to that. Sometimes when somebody was asked a question, they would say, you know, haven't you read? Haven't you studied that? And so he began to challenge him with the text. And so as the lawyer began to stand up and begin to speak these words, and the text lets us know he said it to justify himself. He then says, who is my neighbor? Because Jesus asked him a question. And then we, we see here that when he began to read and begin to repeat back to Jesus what he read, he began to let us know that the word says to love the Lord with all your heart and all your mind and all your soul. And not only that, it's, it says to love thy neighbor as yourself. And so when we begin to look at this part in the text, he begins to challenge Jesus and he says, who is my neighbor? And one thing about it is that we, we see in the word, there's a passage in the word. If we were to look at Matthew 22, verse 40, uh, we would see that Jesus said in that part of the text, he said, on these two commandments hang all of the rest of them. He said, if you love the Lord thy God with all your heart and love the neighbor, as, love your neighbor as yourself, he said, the rest of the commandments and the rest of the duties that he require of man would be automatic. In other words, when you do these two, the rest of them are easy because these two cover those when you love the way God has instructed us to love. See, when, when you love God this way, with all your heart and all your mind and all of your soul, then a wife wouldn't have to worry about a cheating husband. I got about three amens right there. I thank y'all. Amen. You, you know, a, a, a husband would not have to worry about a cheating wife. Amen. When you love God this way. Amen, somebody. You don't have to worry about folk talking behind your back and, and scandalizing your name and all these sorts of things when you love this way. Let the church say amen. And so we got to understand when you get the shalls right, you don't have to worry about the shall not. Most of the time we have a lot of folk worrying about the shall not, what we shall not do. But if you grab hold of the shalls, you won't have to worry about the shall not. Amen, somebody. When you're doing the right thing, you don't have to get nervous when the police come around. Y'all know how it used to be. Oh, y'all, oh, we know. We get nervous. You know, we, you know, we start pushing stuff under this and doing, you know, and all this kind of stuff. But when you know you're doing the right thing, you can, you can just walk by and say, well, hello, Mr. Police Officer. How are you today? Without stuttering. Amen, somebody. Oh, my God. Isn't it good to live a clean life? 
Doesn't it feel good? Oh, I know all of us, amen, been down that road before. We've done some things. But doesn't it feel good, amen, when you're living a clean life where you know if God called you home right now. Oh, I just need about five right there. If you know if God called you right now, you would be ready. Amen, somebody. Just look at your neighbor real quick. Don't scare them. Amen. Don't frighten them. Just ask them. Say, are you ready? Are you ready? Oh, my God. Because you got to understand that God challenges us in his word with 100% love. He says, love God with all your mind, all your heart, and all your soul. That's some powerful love right there. That's some strong love. And he challenges us with it. He lets us know in the word that he said we can do all things through what? Through Christ who strengthens us. Tell your neighbor you can. Not tell him, say, through Christ. We got, we got too many folks saying right now that, oh, you know, we, we, couldn't, we couldn't keep the word, you know, we, we couldn't keep the, keep the commandment, no way. But God said we can do it through him. How many of y'all know that God don't lie? Amen, somebody. So you can do it through Christ. And so we see here, when, when we look at the word here, and, and, and then we go on down and it says, he, he asked a question, he said, who is my neighbor? And most of the time when we think about neighbor, we look at neighbor being the one next door or the person closest to us is my neighbor. But, you know, as we, we go along, we're going to see some more about this. Amen, somebody. And so the thing about it is, when it talks about loving your neighbor, See, think about this, you can't be selfish and love your neighbor the way God wants us to love. Hello, somebody. You, you, you can't do that. Amen. You, you got to love your neighbor. You got to love God because it's all about love here. It's all about love. And sometimes, you, you know, we want to love on condition. Most people want to love on condition. If you're a Democrat, I love you. If you're a Republican, I love you. If you're in my circle, I love you. If you do what I do, I love you. Oh, come on, somebody. I know it's in here. Amen. Just shout glory right where you are. Amen. Because that's the way many times that we love. But God has challenged us to love unconditional. And most of us, amen, we'll love that person until they tick us off. I love you, but I love you until you don't agree with me. I love you until you, you don't have the, the same philosophy that I have. I love you un, until you don't go to my church. I love you until, you know, because some of us, we, we have all these different criterias that we put on love. Amen. But God said we got to love unconditional. Amen. When it feels good, when it don't, I still have to love you. This is one of the, oh my God, this is one of the top issues that churches face today is love. Because most of us, when we come inside here, we're saying hello, and we're smiling, and all this kind of stuff. Amen. But when we get outside the door, you know you saw me in Walmart. Amen, somebody. You know you saw me. And you duck around the corner. Amen now. And see, we, we love one another. And see, the thing about it is, you know, you got to understand uh, that God loves us all. And we have to have that same love within us. It, uh, yes, you got to work on it. Amen. But the more you work on it, when we get to know people, that's one reason even in this church this year, I said, I want us to fellowship more. Because, see, as we fellowship more, amen, the love begins to grow. Why? Because as I get to know you even more. But too many times we love on condition. We love until you tell me about myself. Oh, come on now. You, you love me until I won't go along with your foolishness. Oh, my God. And now, you know, you walk by me and don't speak. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Oh, it's in the house. Amen. Now you walk. See, see this is, is how we get clicks in the church. And, and I'll let you know when I don't invite you to my house. 
I need you to, I, I want you to, I'm, I'm having something sad that I need you to come over. And, you know, see, so I, I have something against Passover, so, you know, I want you to come, come by the house. You know, I want you to come by the house. We have some stuff. Sad. We're going to have some ribs, too. Amen. And you come on by. You, 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 come, on, you come on by there. Now, it, it, it's going to be good to see you. Yeah, yeah. You know, how you doing, Passover? I, I need you to, you know, I want you to come by the house. You know, come by the, you, you come by, come by the house, you know. We're gonna, we're gonna, and he's wondering where is his invitation. But that's my way of sending a message. Y'all know we do it. That's my way of sending a message to you. Oh, come on, somebody. That, you know, you upset me. And my love for you is a little bit shaky. Look at your neighbor and just tell him this. Say, how dwelleth the love of God in thee? That, that's the way we used to say it all the time. You know, we, it, it was, we, we had fun with it, amen, when we say, how dwelleth the love of God in thee when you don't like your Cracker Jack? Amen. And, and so you got to understand that we have to learn how to love and stop putting this type of criteria on love. Amen. We love based on our return on investment. If I can get something back from you, if you make me look good, if you're popular, I love you. But if I see you, you, you most times you don't have a whole lot going on. You know, I, I, I don't have a whole lot of love for you. Oh, come on, somebody. I love you because of your title. Woo, my God. Brought everybody a piece of cake, but when I got to you, I just happened to run out. Oh, come on, somebody. Look at your neighbor and say, have you done that before? Amen. I love you by your religious denomination. Amen. I remember one time there was a certain, certain denomination, and I'm not going to call it right now. Amen. Y'all would know it if I called it. Uh, but but they, they would, they, we, they, it was a church setting. And then some folks came in. They said, are you so-and-so? Oh, you belong to so-and-so denomination? Oh, man, oh, man. And they were just giving all high fives and they were hugging and all that. I, I, and I'm standing there like, how about being a Christian? How about just that, that I'm a Christian? You, can you give me a high five because I know Jesus? Oh, come on, somebody. Amen. Just to know him. Not because, see, wait, let, me, uh, uh, let, me, let me just break something down for you. Can I do a quick commercial real quick? Amen. Because you got to understand this. When you get to heaven, you won't get over there and they said, you know, they need First Baptist over there, y'all over there. Kojic, y'all over there, Church of God in Christ. Second Baptist, I believe y'all down there at the, at the light. Go down there to the light. Uh, UCFI, I believe all y'all churches, y'all down there. Go down there at, at, you know, gold and holy and turn to the left. I think y'all are right around the corner. Ain't going to be none of that. Amen, somebody. We all going to be one in Christ Jesus. Amen, somebody. I, I don't need to love you because you my race. Come on, somebody. Or not my race. We're one human race. Amen. It's the human race. We got to love everybody. Amen, somebody. It's time out for us walking in the door, choosing who we want to speak to. You should speak to the first one you get to. Say, God is good. God is love. God loves everybody. My God, my God. This is an international church. There's no way we could be international choosing what race we want. To. Oh, come on, somebody. Amen, somebody. We love everybody up in here. Amen. You, let me tell you something. Hate will kill a church. Hate will try to hide in a church. And see, you got to understand, this lawyer had some hate because he said, how could any goodness be in a Samaritan? Because Samaritan was a mixed race of people. They were mixed with Gentiles and Jews. And he said, no, you got to be pure to be part of this. Oh, come on, somebody. And see, God has no respect to person. Amen. When he loves everybody. And we got to love everybody. Now, let me break it down to you. God don't condone sin, but he loves everybody. 
Come on, somebody in the house. Oh man, let, 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 let me let, let me get let me get in some dangerous territory for some of y'all. If a homosexual come in here, we gotta love them. If a lesbian come in here, we gotta love them. If a liar come in here, we gotta love them. If a gossiper come in here, we gotta love them. Oh my God. If a backbiter come in here, we gotta love them. But we don't condone sin. Somebody shout glory with me in here. You got to love the person. God hates sin. But you got to love the person. The old folk used to say it like this. They said you can love the devil out of somebody. Somebody messing with you right now. It'd be just, to, it'd just, just, just begin to love them God's way. Amen, somebody. You can love the devil out of some folk. Woo, somebody shout glory in the house. Amen, amen. Oh, my God. Somebody say, that, oh, that, that thing about the homosexuality is a touchy subject. No, it ain't. God didn't cover it up in the Word. It ain't touchy. Ain't, you know, there ain't no gray with God. There's a right and there's a wrong. Amen. All of it falls within sin. If you're a liar, whatever. But you got to understand, we got to love. You know one of the problems that's going on right now? Why these folks are flipping out and taking on all these perverted lifestyles? The lack of love from the church. Oh, come on, somebody in here. Because somebody out there living a perverted life said, come on, we'll love you. Amen. And we start showing some love. Amen. Just because they own, they're not in your committee don't mean that you don't love them. Amen. We're not in the pity committee here. Amen. You got to understand, God loves everybody. And we got to love, too. And we got to love in this church. Amen. I, I'm, I'm going to kill every click today. Amen, somebody. Ain't but one click. The Jesus. Amen. High five somebody said, Jesus is my click. That's my click right there. Oh, somebody shout glory up in here. Amen. Love will turn a whole church around. Love will turn it all around. Hey, hallelujah. Good God of mine. I need you to get up right now and hug three people. Hug three people. Hug three people right now. Oh, my God, my God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. God commands us to love. He commands us to love. Glory, 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 glory. He commands us to love. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You got to understand, God legislates love. Oh, my God. I said, he legislates love. God commands us to love. He won't command us to do something we can't do. We can do it through him. He commands. He legislates love. And love, the love of God indicted to lawyers. Because Jesus didn't even answer the man the way he thought he was going to answer. He said, who is my neighbor? Jesus said, there was a certain man. <laughs> Ain't it bad? He said, there was a certain man, amen, who, 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 who went down a road. He, he, came, he was going from, from Jerusalem back down to Jericho. And he said, the man fell amongst thieves. And when he fell amongst thieves, it said they robbed him, they stripped him, and they beat him half to death. Amen. That's just like the devil. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Oh, come on, somebody. And then all of a sudden, here comes a priest. And see, the lawyer, his thinking was, surely the priest will help him. But here comes a priest. Because, see, he was coming from Jerusalem, going to Jericho. And, and, going, and see, it said that, 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 that the steepness of it said it went down because it was a 30, 3,300 feet drop going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. And all that had limestones in the road. And this was a dangerous path. They even called it the blood street or blood alley because it was a rough place and thieves would hide behind the rocks and everything. And so they were coming down that decline. And it say this man when he fell amongst thieves, all of a sudden he now he was laying there. 
laying there. And, and see, you got to understand, life itself will beat you down. Sometimes life will just beat you down. And then it strips you of your self-esteem. And then as you go down, and it also takes you, takes hope from you if you're not careful. Amen. There's a whole lot of symbolism in this man laying there. They stole from him. They stripped him. They beat him half to death. But here comes a priest. He had already finished his work because they did their work in Jerusalem. So now he's coming back. He's going to Jericho. And so, you know, Jericho was known as a priestly city. Approximately 12,000 priests lived in Jericho. And so now we see the priest coming out. And it said, all of a sudden, the priest that has been teaching, love your neighbor. The priest that has been speaking to the congregation, the priest that was supposed to symbolize how we should live and exemplify the things of God. It said, here comes the priest, and the, the priest saw the man laying there, dying, and said the priest crossed over to the other side and went around and went on his way. See, the congregation couldn't see that, but God saw it. Oh, come on, somebody. So you got to see, here's the thing right here. You know, we as preachers, as leaders, we have got to, oh my God, we got to live what we preach. Oh, come on, somebody. So all of a sudden, he goes on by. And now here comes a Levite. From the Levitical sect. And if you will, this would be our pastors of today. You know, if you will, here he come. And he didn't do quite like the priest did, you know, and just go, just go on the other side, just look and keep going and go on the other side. But he did go over and look at him to make sure if it was one of his members. I thought for sure that was Deacon Joe. That ain't him. See, 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 you, you got to understand, you, you can have uh, denominational difference. I get with you if you are part of my denomination, I help you. Oh, my God. So, wasn't a part of his denomination. So, guess what he did then? He looked at him, make sure it wasn't part of his denomination. He keeps on. He crosses to the other side and he keeps going. Look at your neighbor and ask him, say, did you keep going? Look at two more people and ask him, say, did you keep going? Oh, my God. Oh, oh, just, oh just think about it just a moment. Amen. Did, did, were, were you one of the ones that, that kept going? You see, you, you, it, it's not about the denomination. It's about love. So here he is with denominational discrimination. If you're in my church, in my denomination, so he keeps going. Now we look and we see now a certain Samaritan. Someone that the lawyer would say is no good. Someone that we don't have dealings with. Even when Jesus met the, met the woman at the well, you know, the Samaritan woman, she said, you, you, she said, your kind, don't, y'all don't have dealings with us. You know, that, that's why we think. That. And when, when, when they taunted Jesus, there's a passage in the Bible, when they taunted him, they called him a Samaritan. Because the Jews they didn't like it. The lawyer said, can't no good thing. What you talking about a good Samaritan? Can't no good thing come from a Samaritan? Somebody that you think wouldn't help. How many times did somebody that you thought would help you 
didn't have. How many times when the person that said, just call me if you need anything? How many times when did you use that phone number to no avail? How many times, bro, just, just give me a call, doctor, and then just let me know, just let me know. Let me know what you need, man. You know, you know I come running, man. I come running, dog. You know how it is. You know, we'll be right over there. You know, you, and, and then you call. Get silence on what they say. Man, it's 3 o'clock in the morning. You got to understand love will find a way. Oh, come on, somebody. Love will find a way to help you. Love will put things down to help you. Love will go out of their way. Oh, come on, somebody. I, I'm talking about some, tree, some true, real love. How many of y'all ever had somebody to do something for you and it shocked you? They did something for you just out of nowhere. It shocked you. See, that's the kind of love we're talking about. Amen, somebody. Many times we even choose who we, who we want to minister Christ to. Oh, come on, somebody. Oh, my God. Can, can I preach it like I feel it? Oh, and so I want to talk to you about three points now that produce the evidence of love. Because now we see this Samaritan. Now he comes. A certain Samaritan comes. When all the folks that should have done something, all those that should have helped, didn't help. Now the Samaritan comes, and now he leans down, and he sees. So that's, you got to understand, that's my, my first point there. There's a requirement. Oh, my God. Tell your neighbor there's a requirement. Love requires attention. Love requires attention. He looked over there. He paid attention to the man that was hurt. He didn't just walk up and say, oh, just look like the rest of them did. He paid attention to him. See, this man is really hurt. See, love pays attention to things. And he looks over at him. And then the next thing he did, love requires for you not only to pay attention, but love requires some compassion. Love requires you to take some time. Love requires for people to seek God in you. Tell you, ask your neighbor, say, can, can people see God in you? Can people see God in you? My God, my God, my God. See, love requires that compassion. In other words, love requires affection. Now, he showed affection to the man. He began to touch him. He began to reach out. How many of y'all know that God shows affection to you? He began to touch him. He began to roll him over to see how bad he was hurt. He began to look at him and see what was going on with the man. And so he didn't just look at him. Now he comes over. He began to show affection. Didn't just show affection. Love requires. Now, now here it is. Because a lot of y'all do the first two. Or you, you pay attention to it and you look at it. Sometimes you go over and see how bad they hurt. But you, then you look at them and say, oh, I can't help you. You say, you need how much money? Oh, I can't help you. You said it's going to take how long? Oh, I can't help you. You said how many miles you need to go? Oh, I can't help you. What time is it in the morning? Oh, I can't help you. Oh, you, oh, you, oh, you, you're not a part of my church. Oh, I can't help you. Oh no, you know I see you're hurting real bad, but no, I, I can't help you because you know, you know what? Do we have to know everybody we help? Oh my God! See, love has some evidence, so now we got to see some action. 
it requires, how many of y'all know love requires action? See, there's no, man, there's, no, there's no need me telling you all about this and everything I'm going to do when you never see me do anything. Love got to require some action. How many of y'all know love is an action word? If I tell my wife I love her, she won't see some signs. Amen, couples. Amen. There should be some signs when the birthday comes. There should be some signs on a daily basis. There should be some signs on how you talk to one another. They should be, uh-oh, I done hit something. Amen. They should be some signs. Amen. Love will talk love. You, you begin to see love. Love will open up the car door. Love will buy a car every night and then. Love will say, I love you every night and then. Love will embrace every night and then. Love, amen, will cook dinner every night and then. Love will cut some grass. Oh, I didn't hit something else. Love will cut some grass every night and then. Amen. Love will make sure the house is cleaned up every night and then. Amen. Love will make sure the car is washed every night and then. Love will make sure the tires at the right pressure uh oh uh oh amen somebody love is an action word he went over and he went to the man and began to tell that you that there's six or seven things here that you see that he did he went to the man oh my god is that the text says he went to him how many of y'all know jesus came to us Oh, my God. And then the next thing it says, it bound up his wounds. In other words, if he was wounded spiritual, he helped him. If he was wounded mentally, he helped him. If he was wounded physically, he helped him. Amen. He was there to help him. Because sometimes, amen, a mental wound is worse than a physical wound. A mental wound, amen, can go with you through the rest of your life, amen. But if somebody come along and show you some love and say, you are a beautiful person, you are a wonderful person, you can make it, you can do it. Don't worry about what people put in your head. Amen, love says you can go forward. Love says you can succeed. Love says you can be somebody. Love says you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Good God Almighty. That's what love says. Oh, my God. See, love will make you pick up the, up the phone and call somebody back and tell them that you're sorry, even if it makes you look like the weaker one. Oh. Amen. Love will make you, amen, with love, you don't mind losing a few cool points. Love will make you say, I'm sorry. Love will make you say, it's on me. I did it. I messed it up. Amen. Forgive me. Love would do that. It was love, amen, that kept Jesus on that cross. Amen. It wasn't the nails. It was love. He said, I can call, oh, my God. I can call angels right now, amen, to get me down from here. Amen. Love kept him on the cross. He said, I could call 12 legions of angels. One legion was up to 6,000 soldiers in the Roman army. One angel slew 185,000 men in one night. Amen. If he'd have called 12 legions, that would have been enough to destroy every person on the earth. But he stayed because of love. The nails didn't hold him there. It was love that kept him on the cross. It was love. And, and, and you won't take nobody to the store at 12 o'clock at night. But love kept him on the cross. Love held him there. The devil didn't defeat him. He did it because of you and me. Love held him right there. Oh, come on, somebody. Anybody thank God for love. Amen. All of us would have been gone right now. We would have been doomed if it had not been for the love of God. Oh, my God. Love kept him there. Anybody that made the cross, made the tree that they made the cross on that he was hanging out of. Amen. Made the man that nailed him on the cross. Made the ground that didn't put the cross in. You can't tell me. Amen. He said, I lay my life down. No man takes my life. It was love. 
Good God Almighty, anybody thank God for his love. Amen. When you look at your life and where you are right now, it wasn't your smarts. It wasn't your wits. It wasn't how much you ed educated. It was the love of God that kept you in your right mind to do where you at. Somebody shout glory in here. It was the love of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Whoa. Oh, I, I know I'm a little beside myself right now. Amen. But when you grasp hold of this love of God, amen, somebody, it'll make you shout glory. Amen. It'll make you give and pray because God had to love us. He loved us so. Amen. He sent his son for God so loved the world. So that so right there means a whole lot that he loved us so much he sent his son to die. How many of you all would give your child? sent his son to die that we might have the right to the tree of life. Good God Almighty. That's love right there. While they were whipping him. Amen. He could, he, oh my God. You, you, you all got to remember the scripture here. Now you got to remember, even when they walked up to him and said, are you the one? He turned around and said, it is I. And every one of them fell backward right then. He had the power to take them all out right then. Just the power that was on him. They fell backwards. Good God Almighty. But it was love that kept them there. Good God Almighty. God could have rescued them. Anytime you got a God that will open up the whole earth and swallow people in it. Good God Almighty. And close it back up. Amen. Can't, oh my God. You can't tell me that Jesus couldn't have come off the cross anytime he wanted to. But it was love that kept them there. See, you got to understand that this Samaritan, this certain Samaritan, a man that was not even supposed to help him, a man that Jews looked down upon, a man, a man that folks said, we're not even putting you in our circle. Amen. The lawyer would see, see what you see. You got to understand the lawyer was trying to look for a loophole for love. Oh, come on, somebody. He was trying to see how he could get out of it. Amen. But, but you know, I, and then after this, you know, Jesus began to break it down. And then when he got to start, start talking about this Samaritan man, he said not only did, did, did the Samaritan man help him, then he went and, and, and put, took wine and oil and, and poured it into the places where he was wounded. Good God Almighty. Oh, my God. Amen. And, see, and, and it, it was used as a disinfectant. And then he picked him up and put him on his own beast. And he walked. Oh, come on, somebody. He put him on the, on the donkey. And then he walked. And, and oh, my God. And took the man on the donkey. Then not only that. See, how many of y'all know God brings us comfort? He takes the man then and, and pays his way and puts him into an inn. In other words, into, uh, if you will, a hotel and, and, and paid the night for him to stay there. Not only did he pay the night, he, st he stayed with him all night. See, this is love I'm talking about right here. This is real love. He stayed the whole night with him to make sure he was all right. Stayed there the whole time. Amen. Paid two nights. Amen. Right up front. And then when he then in the morning when he saw that, 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 that the wounded man was getting better, he tells the innkeeper, he said, look, let me tell you. He said, I've got, I've got, to, I've got to go home. But he said, let me tell you something. He said, however long he got to stay, you know, let him stay. When I come back through, I'm going to pay the tab. How many of y'all know that Jesus, when he died on the cross, paid the tab for you? How many of y'all know that you were in no shape to pay the tab? But it was love that, oh, my God, thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you. Help me, Holy Ghost. It, it was love. Hallelujah. It was love that kept him right there. There's no way I couldn't pay the tab. I could not get myself out of the trouble that I was in. But Jesus went to the cross and paid my tab. And he said, and he told me, he said, when I come back through, he said, whatever it is, whatever the bill is, I'm going to pay it. See, this is, this is love right here. I hope some of y'all, you, you got to get this church. This is love right here. This, never, let, let me tell you something. Never one time did you see where the Samaritan asked the man his name. Didn't ask him what denomination he was. Didn't ask him what his race was. Because, see, it says a certain man. You know why it says a certain man? It could have been me. could have been you. 
could have been anybody else up in here. Didn't even put a name on it. Because, see, we got to stop putting a name on the people that we love. They might not, they might not treat you right, but you got to love them anyway. That boss that looks at you crazy, amen, and that, that, and that boss that didn't do you right, you got to love him anyway. Just love the devil out of him. Oh, come on, somebody. Love the devil out of him. That, that aunt, that uncle, amen, that got it in for you, love him anyway. That cousin that stopped calling you, love him anyway. Let me tell you something. My wife will tell you, you know, I call, oh, my God, I call people that have done me wrong, that have said wrong things to me. I told my wife, I said, just because they treat me like this, I'm not going to stoop to that level. Amen. I represent our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I'm going to continue. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Because I am a born again, sanctified, Holy Ghost filled man of God. I'm going to tell you, and I got to represent my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So you might have to call somebody that did you wrong. But don't call. Don't, don't, you see, don't, don't refuse to call just because they won't call you. Don't refuse them love just because they don't, they, they don't want to show you love. See, one thing you got to understand. Sometimes we, we can tell our children to do certain things and not do certain things. And, and then they do it anyway. It hurts. But let me tell you something. You still got to love them. You still love them. See, see, many times we walked around and we said things about everybody else's kid. Lord, that's a shame. Look at that. I can't believe they did that. I can't believe they did. I can't believe they had a baby out of wedlock. I can't believe all this. But then it happens to your house. Life will learn you how to love. Life will show you how to love. And see, many times we'll tell people certain things, amen, you know, but see, you, that, that, that child, you say, if you get, in, you get out, out there and get in trouble, I'm not going to come get you. I'm not going to. But all of a sudden, when they get in that trouble, love. So we, we said we wasn't going to go get them out, but love. love see, see you, oh, my God. We, we said we were. You said you weren't going to do nothing but love. Come on now, love will make you do something you said. True love will make that. I'm talking about agape love, unconditional love will make you do something that you said you weren't going to do. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I remember when it, when it hit somebody that's close to me and my family. I remember they used to talk all the time. They go, oh, look over there, look. Until it hit their family. Until it hit their child. And I saw them doing what they said they wouldn't do. I saw them giving them somewhere to stay when they said if they ever did that, they wouldn't give them a place to stay. Oh, come on, somebody. I saw them giving them, giving them money to get by when they said they wasn't going to do it. Saw them giving them food, amen, to, to keep living when they said they wasn't going to give them anything. Because, see, love, love with this, see, this gape love, this unconditional love. So I know you did it, but I, I know you broke in my house, but I'm going to stay. You, you, the person that broke in your house, the person that talked about you, you find yourself helping them. This is true love. Jesus looked over at the lawyer and said, you see this? He said, go and do likewise. You want to know what love is and who is your neighbor? Everybody is your neighbor. Doesn't matter if they lived a house over, two or three houses down. That's your neighbor. See, all of that is the evidence of love. Love don't pick and choose. Love say, I love you. I know you did. You talked about me, but I still love you. Looked at me funny, but I, I still love you. Did, didn't invite me to the dinner, but I still love you. Left me off the list, but I still love you. 
you'd be on the job. They'd say, well, you know, I, you, you all know that I was the next one to be promoted, but I still love you. You gave the promotion to somebody else, but I still love you. Gave the bonus to somebody else over there that I, I did their work for them, but I still love you. Oh, come on. I, amen. God of mercy. I love you anyway. This should change the whole way. Do the love that you claim that you have represent God? I think James chapter 1 verse 27 it says true religion is to visit the homeless. Visit those widows. And it says, and to keep yourself unspotted from the world. In other words, it says true love, you got to live right. See, a lot of people go, there's a whole lot of groups go around and they, and, 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 and they give to the homeless. They give to those that are in need. They send food overseas, and they do all that. But when you meet them, you find that through all of that, there's no love. You gotta be remember this. You shall know them by the fruit that they bear. Ladies, if a man tell you he really loves you, got to be some evidence. Brothers, if a lady tell you, got to be some evidence. But let me take it further. The greatest love that anybody can ever have for you is agape, unconditional love. Now, I'm, 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 I'm going to say something that's going to challenge you, especially those of you that, are, that, that may not be married. Now, now, I'm closing. But somebody that you married, whoever it is, should have agape love before they have eros, before they have phileo. Eros is a lustful love. Phileo is a friendship love. Storge is a family love. But before they can truly love you the right way, they got to have agape, unconditional love. Go and do life. Everyone stand and give God a hand praise all over this place right now.